You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, March 5th, 2018. You're listening to episode 301. And I'm Rob, and Jason's here too. I'm so tired. Well, episode 300 was trying. I'm, I'm just so tired. <clears throat> this is the hardest we've worked in a while. Oh, I'm just so tired. Oh, I'm just, I'm just so tired. I don't know what's wrong with you. I'm just so tired. You want me to do yes and, but you're just, that's no, not I'm even just, funny. I'm just so tired. Why are you so tired? I'm just so tired. It's, it's exhausting. Life, being a human. It's it's just exhausting. I feel like you're trying to do an impression of something. No, I'm not. I'm just... Life is frustrating sometimes, you know? I, yeah? Yeah. It's just frustrating is all. Okay. <sighs> Rob is so tired. I'm so tired. Hey, hey guys, I'm so tired. I'm, ju- I'm just so tired. I don't understand this joke. I don't know either. I'm just tired. It's not funny, what I'm and I don't get it. I'm just, I'm just tired. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Look, it's not a joke. It's just a fact. I'm tired, dude. I'm tired. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's life. It's, it's day job. It's, ah, uh, I'm just so tired. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Great. Good times. Uh huh. What's what's new? Hey, did you see that Black Panther yet? Oh, because we're recording this before the movie comes out. No, but I want to. I do too. Yeah, it's amazing. It looks really good. All the reviews are spectacular. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I probably won't see it opening weekend, but yeah, um, I'll probably try and see it soon after. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Um, but yeah, looks fantastic. Yep. Um, um, I'm I'm halfway through. I'm I'm bummed that I didn't finish this, but I, I fell asleep last night. But uh, um, I got about halfway through the Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah, I heard that wasn't very good. I heard it was not good either, but I wanted to be able to talk about it. Um, But like I said, I fell asleep, so so I won't be able to talk about it. You had one job. Um, We did finish Altered Carbon on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. That was real good. Yep. Yeah, I liked it. Other Um, than all the nakedness. There's a lot of of naked bodies in that. I saw there was was an article on Gizmodo that said, it talked about the high quotient of (laughs) nakedness. A lot of naked bodies, um, both good and bad. I mean, in in fact, it's it's tough to really like get my head around it. But it's it's all. I'm going to say that most of it is very uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah, like like basically all of it. Now that I'm thinking about it, like there's no point where you're like, "Hey, that person's naked." All right, that doesn't happen. That's that that's it's like hey. This is uncomfortable. Like at best, it's like, oh, that person's naked. I'm not sure if that's okay. <laughs> like that's that's the best it gets, and wow, the rest yeah. of it, it's all just kind of kind of uncomfortable. Oh, wow. And I mean, I that's that's the point. I think of what they're doing right. with the show. Right. Um. But it's I don't know. We talked about this before. I don't know that I'm going to be able to watch it because um, uh, I hate Joel Kinnaman. Yeah. Way more than I should. Reasonably yeah. hate a person. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I just don't like him. I don't like his face. I don't like anything about him. I feel like if I met him in person, 
I would just walk away, first of all, because he kicked my butt. The guy's like 42 feet tall. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, think, I don't like him. I think he's just kind of, I think he's just kind of like marginally handsome and tall and works for scale. And that's why why Hollywood keeps putting him in things. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, that's that. my yeah. guess, yeah. right? <clears throat> I guess so, yeah. And he just looks mean all the time. He looks yeah. angry. Right. And and the the like the biggest tragedy and I think a few re- reviewers have said this too but uh, but it's it's absolutely true. The biggest tragedy is is that is that the 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 lead character in that is actually kind of played by three or four different actors because it's it's about people right yeah. changing bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, they're putting their conscious consciousness yeah. into multiple bodies. And so there's kind of kind of the the main lead character that Joel Kinnaman plays and then there's sort of the lead character in his original body mm-hmm. and I don't recall that actor's name. But but the actor who plays the original version of that character is ten times the actor that Joel Kinnaman is. Oh yeah, uh, that's hard. And so when you see those two, the, like, and there's there are flashbacks where you see the two char- the two actors playing the same character back to back, and it's like it just it really drives home how mediocre right. an actor right. that guy is. And that's really important because yeah. uh, even though their bodies are completely different, the personality should be basically the same, right? Yeah, and so, and I think there are problems with that as well. Right. Problems that were not present in the book, but that's because, you know... Right, in your head, it's in your head, like the same person. Yeah, right. And you just envisioned a different body. Right. Or you even didn't, so right. yeah. But it was all still written by the same author, and they're written the same. Right. You know? Um. Anyway, but but that aside, it's it's good. Joel Kinnaman is the worst part about the show, frankly. Everything else about it is is very well done. Um, and I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. What else did I watch recently? I don't know. Have you seen anything lately? Uh, Not too much. You're to watch. You're back on departures right now. Yeah. I I finished Agents of Shield the first half of this season. Okay. Uh, and it's really solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now they're in space. Okay. So that's cool. Um, one of the things I so they they did a throwaway line in this kind of a throwaway line uh-huh. in the in the show, but it uh it it solves an issue right. Okay. They said. Uh, so basically right now, listen, if you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. you're not caught up, I'm about to spoil something. I'm sorry. I don't think it's that big of a spoiler. That show sucks, so don't worry about it. They're in the future right now, right? <laughs> um, okay. So there are these, uh, there are these, um... It's a TV show. There are these, uh, monoliths that can teleport people to different places. Oh, like Stargates? Right? Are they Stargates? No, it's, it looks like a statue and then uh-huh. it liquefies. Oh, like a Stargate. And like, no one like grabs you and then you just disappear, oh, right? Well, Stargate shoots the, the thing out, the... So, I guess kind of like that. Like liquid. But it's like an inhuman Stargate, I guess, is the best way to say it, right? <laughs> okay. Um, in the first time they did, it sends one of the characters to a, a planet in another uh, in another portion of the galaxy. Like Stargate. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, but it's one way. Oh, but it's one way. There's no there's no Stargate in the other one, right? It just dumps you there and well, there you are. That was the plot of the, first star, of the original Stargate movie is that they couldn't get back. But the Stargate was there. Stargate was there. Okay, that's fair. Anyways, but whatever. <laughs> I don't care if they're ripping off Stargate. I'm trying to make a point here. So this time the monolith was a different monolith and it sent them through time, right? Ooh. Um and they're figuring they figure that out as they go. Like, like oh like Doctor Who? Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> um but but anyways, shut up for a minute so I can we can talk about something else. But the the throwaway line they gave was so basically they're in a place now, like ninety years in the future. And the Earth is like they're outside of the Earth, like just in a space station near the Earth. And the Earth is like just the top part of the crust of the top of the Earth, and like some of the core 
and everything else is gone and it's gotten blown up and we don't know why, right? And they're supposed to save it somehow mm-hmm. uh, by figuring something out and then going back in time and fixing it, right? Okay. But one of the characters says something about the multiverse, right? Um, oh. In fact, when they're looking at one of the rocks, they're like, we need to find this one rock that's floating in space for some reason. And it's because the, it makes sense when you watch the show, but the rock was 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 coded 616, um, which Earth 616 is... Uh, Oh, that's the pri- that's Prime Earth in uh, in uh, um, in the Marvel comics. Yeah, I I don't. I care. actually figured you would know that. No, so I didn't know that. That's our that's that is okay. the main storyline. Our Earth. yeah yeah okay. Um. So, anyways, so that tells me that they're they're saying basically we can get away with stuff because you know multiverse. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. of the multiverse, right? So that means so, they're not even going to try to connect it to the movies anymore. Kind of not, but they they steal little things from the movies that I like, like a character they meet in the future. Um, is wearing like a Star Lord style mask, which okay. is cool, right? Like yeah. that's that's neat. Like that, those tie-ins I like, right? Okay, those tie-ins I, I like because they're um, because it feels the same, mm-hmm. but it's not the same, and I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. And I think the movies are the best when they do that with one another, right? Where yeah. where they have some tie-ins, but they don't have to be forced together, right? So, have they made any connection at all to the uh, Netflix shows? No, oh, no. definitely not. Okay, no, I didn't that, think so. Th- those tonally are so different from yeah, everything else. It right. would be really hard to do that, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I still haven't watched uh, the Punisher series. Neither have I. Because Defenders turned me off so hard. Well, and I just the Punisher series just doesn't sound good to me. I really like that character. I like the Punisher. I was right. not crazy about how Daredevil Season 2 handled him. Right. Um, or really anything for that matter. Right, yeah. And John Bernthal is not my favorite actor. He was okay no. as Frank Castle, but I just um, don't understand why he's always rubbing his head. So well, that's what he—that's his thing. John Bernthal. Yeah, that's his. Th- right, that's his thing in every role. Oh yeah, that's his thing. Yeah, I, I watched Baby so, Driver recently, and he rubs his head a lot. Totally. Yeah, I, somebody did a, a supercut of him in Walking Dead rubbing yeah. his head, and it was like <laughs> 150 times he yeah. just kept rubbing that's his, his thing. head. Yeah, that's his thing. I don't understand it. That's it's how like, he expresses angst. And yeah. frustration and fear and anger and really every emotion. Really, you know, an itch, you know. Right. <laughs> just, just just like Joel Kinnaman uh, expresses every emotion by kind of looking a little confused and frustrated. <laughs> he does. Oh, my gosh, you're yeah. right. Every every emotion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm mad. I'm really mad. I'm I mean, sad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm confused. Right. I'm lonely. Right. I'm tall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle of a sword fight. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm I'm suddenly a robot, like in RoboCop. And oh. I'm confused because now I don't have a body. Right. Yeah. Did you not have a body in RoboCop? Dude, the new RoboCop movie. Is he just a brain? He's He's a head and a hand. Oh, and a pair of lungs. Why bother? Because... Because At that point, why bother? They needed that dramatic moment where they take all of his body parts away. It's it's not good. The new Robocop hand? is not good. Why a hand? I don't know. I'm gonna guess story wise, so he can touch someone eventually. Because because uh, because in the original Robocop, there's a line where they they say we managed to save the arm. They're like, I thought we agreed on total body prosthesis. Now lose the arm, and so they had to make that a thing and say, oh, see, we kept his hand. It's it's a callback to the original movie that's stupid and serves no purpose. Uh, that's really dumb. Uh, do you want me to just start quoting RoboCop? Because I could do that. No. Okay. No. I don't want you to do that, and you can take that to the bank. So, <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. You mean? Is that what you're trying to do? Is I'd, that what he says? I'd, I'd buy, buy that, that for a dollar. Who says you can take that to the bank? That must be I another movie. I don't so, know. yeah, I'd buy it's that for not a dollar. Robocop. <laughs> I love though. Isn't um, 
All I remember from that movie is that he gets shot in the dick. The guy literally points the shotgun and was like, and shoots him in the shoots him in the crotch. I remember that. That scarred my childhood. He True story. What you're thinking? You're thinking when Clarence Boddicker shoots Murphy in the beginning, right? Yeah. He goes, and then pulls the trigger on the shotgun. Yeah. Yeah. He does that to his legs and he blows off his hand. And then he says, "We'll give the man a hand," and everybody laughs except for Alex Murphy who's screaming in pain. Um, (laughs) He never actually shoots him in the junk, though. I feel like he does. I've seen the movie couple of times <laughs> i think he does um <laughs> clarence boddicker is the guy who's uh from that 70s show Red too, right? yeah. yeah he's i love him yeah like, Kurt smith he's I, amazing the first time i saw him was in dead poet society yeah and i hated him because oh. he's the worst character ever yeah um he's good at being the worst oh character he is ever. he is yeah. now i just kind of like now having him been red foreman for so long it's yeah. just hard not to like him because yeah. he's a jerk but he's funny so right. um yeah robocop is can we just talk about RoboCop for the rest no. of the show? Oh, come on. No. Never let me have any Talked fun. about RoboCop in the last episode, too. Did we? Yes. Oh, we did a little bit, yeah. Yeah. All right, hey. So we promised that yeah. we would what? um okay, we on. would do some emails and some voicemails and stuff that this episode. Sound like us. It doesn't, but we're gonna do it because I, I want to clear out the inbox. So <laughs> um this one coming to us on twelve nine. <laughs> Oops. From Robin Gibson. <laughs> Sorry, Robin. And it says, Hey, you guys should have me on the podcast. <laughs> Topics I'm prepared to talk about. Print and play, free design software, illustration, or roll and write games. Let me know if you're interested. Hey, Robin, we're interested. Yeah. Well, so, what, what, um, what are you doing next week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so uh, send me a message again. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we'd be cool to talk about any of those topics, really. Yeah, so, sure. Totally. Um, yeah, yeah. So... Anyways, yeah, we're interested officially. Yeah. We're telling you live on the show, which we've never done before. Um, <laughs> but hey, if you've given up on the show, then I guess, sorry about your luck. You're not going to get on here. I'm sorry that so, Jason doesn't rep- re- reply to things. I-, I apologize on his behalf. I want to be clear that if Rob did this job, Rob would also not reply to things. <laughs> but I don't do that job, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair. You edit, which is you can't not edit, right? Because if you don't edit, then people would notice. Yeah. Hey, you know, we... we we set our expectations early about about what we were willing to contribute to this effort. All right. So we've got a bunch of different voicemails here. Um, no more emails? Yeah. But I'm doing this in order of the inbox. Oh, I see. So, uh, yeah. So here's a voicemail. Okay. Hey, Rob. Hey, Jason. Lineal expert. Um, strange human incidents. You're talking about this. Your incident with the big gulp and smashing the curve. And I had to share a moment with you, which happened to me about two years ago. Uh, it was a little scarier because it was in my front house. So I just moved to Ohio and I was driving to a game night and I realized, oh, forgot my games. So I pull into like the first driveway that I'm, I'm near, right? Like I have a block to my house, turn around and drive back to my house, get my bag of games and I'm walking out my front door and this guy is like tearing ass down my street in his Mustang and he goes, you want to turn around? You do it in the street. And I got really freaked out. And then he like got out of his car and started like yelling at me. Got back in his car and drove away. And I was like, whoa. So I went back to my house and like calmed down for a minute. And then I left. And as I was driving by. We'll never know what happened next. Oh, no. Dun, dun, oh, dun. It cut off. 
Holy crap. Holy crap, Len. That's horrifying. Oh my gosh. That's horrifying. That was the perfect spot for that to cut off. I'm pulling up the next one. I, I'm actually riveted, Len. I am riveted. I, oh my gosh. This is terrifying. The Mayor Expert, what's going on? Uh, I just called to ask the me you're looking for. Uh, no, really, I just caught up on uh, all the episodes and uh, found out due to my job that I got to go someplace hot and dry, but not dangerous. I'm super excited about that part. Uh, so I might be getting more emails and less of when you're watching for driving around the world. Anyways, I'll keep you posted. Talk to you later. Bye. Oh, no, well, I, I, okay. First I, of all, let's I, comment I, on the fact I that just, Len, I don't, damn it. I don't, know, I don't know how to handle that. I don't know what to do. <laughs> it just, I, I, oh, oh, it hurts. Wow. Um, but, but Len, hey, we are sad that you're going somewhere else. We yeah. are super happy that you're not going somewhere dangerous. Right. Uh, cause when you first said hot and dry, I was concerned it was somewhere dangerous. So yeah. I'm very glad that it's not cause I know right. what your job is. Right. Um, so be safe wherever you are. Yeah. And, uh, we look forward to hearing from you again. Um, if you want to finish that story though. <laughs> yeah, we'd appreciate it. You left off as you'll hear, uh, at, I went back in the house to calm down and then I came back out. And and then you left off, and we know you survived because you um, you you left another voicemail. <laughs> but uh, wow! But we're we're concerned about you, buddy. We are. I I hope you're okay. Your family's okay. That the guy in the Mustang didn't follow you wherever you ended up. Um, uh oh, geez, man, why are people crazy? Man, just just crazies. I had a rough day. I'm just saying. Okay. Yes, I know. I had a rough day. I tried to go out and get some lunch. And there were crazy people driving, and I'm just so tired. I'm just so tired, Jason. <sighs> okay. So, anyways, we have another message here. This is the this is an email from Andrew Griffin. Okay. Hey hi, guys, hi. I'm catching up on the podcast and cool. heard episode 289. We're catching up on emails about the um, about the I pick you choose mechanic for treasure trouble. Yeah. Um. Is there still an I pick you choose mechanic? No, was that no. was that for Church of Trouble? I don't know. I don't remember. Have I don't you remember played, these episodes. Have you played Mammoths or Mammoth? Uh, it turns the idea on its head in a way that may work for you. Hmm. All of the treasure is in the middle, and the current player selects all the treasure they want to claim. The next player can then choose to either choose from the remaining treasure in the middle, or they can declare the previous player as greedy take the claimed treasure for themselves, and return at least one piece to the center. Then the next player in the sequence can do the same thing. Once a player takes from the center, the previous player's hoard is safe from them. This repeats until all players have treasure, with the last player taking all the remaining treasure, uh, and there is nobody to challenge them. Also, a quick topic idea. Not sure if I have asked you this before, but have you ever, guys, ever tried to design a micro game of 18 cards or less? Oh, gosh, yes, we have. <laughs> um, oh, we have. What are some of your preferred self-imposed restrictions on your game designing uh, that help you get your creative juices flowing? That's a great question. Mm -hmm. uh, keep up the great work. Love listening to your podcast. All the best, Andrew Griffin, the other Andrew from the UK. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> That's so. Let's an let's answer that question. That's well, a great well, that, question. That, was it Mammoth? He called it Mammoth or Mammoth? Yeah, Mammoth. That sounds cool. It does sound cool. Yeah, I'll like I want. I want to check that out. That sounds really cool. I'd never heard of that before. And no, and, and I and I took I I ditched. Um, I don't remember that I ever really got into a you, I split you choose thing with Treasure Trouble. Um, I'm gonna pitch a game tonight with I split you choose. Oh, cool! Very so, good. Yay! Yeah. 
yeah, well, so, okay, 18-card games, obviously Treasure Trouble is was an 18-card game originally. Right. I've expanded it a little bit um, since. Now it's a 75-card game, so... Now it's a 175-card oh, game, wow, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So little, just a little bit. With 25 tokens per player, up to 18 players. That's going to be great. It's going to be so fun. Um, I want to play that game all day, every day. It's got an AR aspect, too, you, so, but it only works right. with an iPhone 5 or under. Yeah, so, that makes sense. You know, it's all the best ARs from the iPhone well, 4S. That's what I heard. So I mean, I'm working on it. Got anyway. one over on the table over there. If Do you, you need one? Yeah. Oh, I could use one for testing. I've yeah. only got a five. Okay. Well, the 4S will be much better. Yeah. Um. So yeah, 18 card. I mean, boy, we've we've really kind of beaten our heads on 18 cards. <laughs> Honestly, I've probably designed six or seven 18 card games. Yeah. I would guess. Um, all with varying degrees of success or. Fearing degrees of failure, probably to be fair. Um, yeah, Treasure Trouble is the only one that I've really kind of seen through to to being something. Right, yeah. right. Um, but if you ever want tips on designing an eighteen card game or doing something with an eighteen card game, email Jason Tagmeyer because mm-hmm. that guy, he's the master of the eighteen cards of publishing them anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he has a good eye for them. He, as well, he absolutely too, does. He's right, designed yeah. a couple himself. So he has. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, I mean, he's a he has a good eye for everything. Frankly. Um, in terms of self-imposed restrictions, um, like in the 18-card range, it's, it's well, 18 cards is a pretty tight restriction. Outside of that, you know, it's just, I think we've talked about this before too, like you want to make sure you know what, what your vision is for your game. What do you want it to be? How do you want it to feel? Um, sometimes it's fun to impose other restrictions on there, um, and, and that's good for forcing you to do creative problem solving, um, but it's up to you to decide... Uh, how tightly you want to adhere to those self-imposed restrictions. Because again, they are self-imposed. Um, it, it's, it's one of the reasons why I like to try and do one of the Game Crafter contests every year or so. Uh, because those are restrictions that they're putting on me that I really have to stick to. Otherwise, right. I'm not eligible for the contest. Right. Um, so so that that's something that I like to do, again, just to kind of force myself to work within a box. Um so yeah, that's that's how eight arms how I ended up getting toward eight arms to hold you right um, for their uh, tuck was a tuck box contest. I don't even remember what the terms uh, of that were now. I don't remember. Whatever, doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, anyway. All I don't right. Know if you have any more thoughts on that? I do not. Okay, moving on. Next, Nick Shaw. Hi, Nick. He's our buddy from the alliterations email. Yes. Hey guys, just responding to the episode two ninety four where Nate commented that my alliteration list were not alliterations. As it happens, the day after I emailed you, I'd realized that the list was not was rhymes, not alliterations. <laughs> uh, I was about to email you again uh, at that point and say I'm a numpty, but figured, <laughs> what the heck? I'll just leave it and see if they notice. So yeah, jokes on Nate, sort of. <laughs> Uh, so I figured I'd rectify my idiocy. Here are some truly alliterative titles for you to ponder. Uh-huh. Barry Buzz, B- Barry Buzz's Brave Bee Brigade, Jeremy's Jazzy Jaguar Jump, Zach Zebra Zoo, My Mystical Musical Menagerie. Ooh, I like that one. Super Speedy Space Spectacular. That's even better. Cheesy Chompers. Oh, Cheesy Chompers. Dead Doornail Detectives. He said he feels like that should be uh, a Sherlock Holmes consulting detective game. Yeah. Uh, oh, but... But it's Sherlock Holmes's ghost. That actually sounds awesome. Sherlock Holmes's ghost. Yeah, like you, like the consulting detective you're working with is Sherlock Holmes's ghost. Oh yeah, yeah that's pretty oh, good. Oh yeah, okay, okay. And bring the banana beast back. <laughs> so there's more where those came from oh, too. I like cheese chompers. Uh, nice, not nasty, Nick. 
Yes, Cheesy Chompers is very good. So, so actually here, the joke is on us because apparently everyone noticed that those were uh, rhymes, not alliteration, except for Jason and I. Yeah. We're we, the only idiots who missed that detail. Boy, did we ever. Yeah, that's that's part for the course for us. Though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Next is from Benjamin Moy. Benjamin Moy. All right. I've... Episode 104. Okay. Emergent stuff Ooh, and boo that's, that's an old one. 104, yes. I love when, when new builders are listening yeah. to the old podcast. Don't expect coming. us to remember anything about that episode. Yeah, but this is great. <laughs> good morning, Rob and Jason. Good yeah, good That's morning. actually how he wrote it. Uh, I couldn't figure out how to leave a comment, uh, which is, yeah, don't leave comments. I don't even know why I leave that turned on. Probably because I forget to turn it off. You should turn that off. <clears throat> I should. Um, but... But I've been going through your catalog since reading Rob's TIGR interview. TIGR interview? About Epic Monster Tea Party. What did I do? Mm, I don't know, but I bet G stands for games. Uh, in, the, <laughs> um, in this episode, uh, you mentioned Forbidden Island. And I think one example of emergent gameplay you can, can be found in Forbidden Desert. Um I might be getting the names wrong because I don't have a copy in front of me, but the navigator role can move other players. So when moving the climber, who also carries also other roles, uh, we like to have them pick up someone along the way, then duck into a tunnel or the landing pad. Oh, nice. So basically you're moving one guy who's grabbing another guy to move another guy. Okay. That's tricky. Uh, this is going off the definition that emergent gameplay is discovered by players as something not explicitly stated in the rules of the game, but still follows them. Uh, in video games, it may be slightly different because you uh, may be confronted with a challenge uh, and have to learn to overcome it. Then every time after you know how to beat that when it comes again. Board games don't necessarily have the feedback for players, and therefore the emergence is a different kind. I would say the closest thing would be a choose-your-own-adventure card game or maybe a roguelike uh, game. Anyhow, uh, that's all I have. Can't wait to catch all the way up. Uh, I wish you luck in your current uh and future game design uh in your future designs the format of building the game is definitely what keeps me coming back all the best ben hey all right oh thanks ben yeah thank you ben thanks and thanks for reading about epic monster tea party i'm i'm struggling i did a couple interviews when that was going on and i'm struggling to remember what what t-i-g-r the inside gamer review ah no i I just i'm starting to remember what that one was the inside game review i'm telling you that's it i don't think that's it whatever it was tiger beat is what it was Tiger Beat? Tiger Beat? Yeah, that was uh, back when we were younger. Uh, Tiger Beat, that was the teen magazine people liked. I uh, had all the hot boys in it because the girls like to read it. <laughs> you know, like the kids from Home Improvement and stuff, right? Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Thanks for your email, Ben. Uh, it was good to hear from you, and thanks for listening to the show. Uh, and um, I'm sorry about the next 200 episodes that that, <laughs> that are you're gonna have to sit through. You don't have right. to. You can you, know, you can just give. A, God, you're not gonna hear this for 200 more episodes, though. I'm so sorry. It's ben. like we're in the future and he's in the past. I'm so sorry, Ben. This is basically what it must feel like to be time travelers. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, well, hey, man, Andrew Griffin. I promise it's 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 just a one disaster another after another from here on out. Um, Andrew Griffin writes Hi Andrew Wow uh, Gravit been a while. Slash Orbitas Okay So I wanted to suggest Gravitas Stratos Or Orb As the name of your space game He's talking about my space game uh, Your space game Oh is, right, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Solar They're, Shuffle or something planets that are orbiting yeah. Around the planets Yeah 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 With the planets um, But they were all taken Several times over um, However Orbitus uh, Seems to be uh, Or Orbitas maybe Seems to be unused on it, uh, As does Gravit uh, But I'm less keen uh, you probably want 
planet positioning, planet poker, or some other alliteration, right? Well, solar shuffle. So, I kind of <clears throat> like Orbitas, actually. Orbitas is... That, that's a pretty good yeah, name. that is a pretty good name. It's a pretty good name. Um, anyways, uh, anyway, I was thinking of a mechanic for the game. Why not give the planet types attributes that affect their play? The ringed planet, well, those rings could buffer it from other planets, uh, bounce off them maybe. Smaller uh, planets could just pass right through grass giants. Oh, you get the idea. Uh, just re-listened to episode 287, the Plinko episode, uh, and stopped on the motorway, uh, stopped at a motorway service. Yes, I am in the United Kingdom to send you feedback before I forgot. <laughs> Hope this helps. Cheers both. Yeah, that's that's some pretty great feedback. Thank you, yeah. Um, I like that name as well. Yeah. Uh, not working on the game right now because yeah. uh, I'm trying to get prepared for Unpub, and, um, but uh, that is one I'd like to go back to. And those are great suggestions yeah. of the idea of planets interacting differently. I like that a yeah. lot. I-, I would really like to see you work on a space game at some point. Because it's not something you've done. It's true. Yeah, it's true. <clears throat> and your mechanical suspects doesn't count because that's a character game, not right. a space game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and really, I mean, it's yeah. Well, it was supposed to be a space game, and it was about aliens. And then people said that I was like profiling people or something. So then I made it about robots. So, anyways, anyways. Uh, hey, Nate Darty sent us an email. Uh oh. Hey, Nate. This can't be good. <clears throat> no, it's actually just an advertisement. Uh, oh, yeah, typical. Uh, it's about Geekway Game Design Contest. Oh. Uh, he said, any builders out there looking for a design contest with publication for winning the game, check out Geekway to the West uh, from Nate. Uh, and is this still... How old is that email? Well, that's what I'm looking. <laughs> um, I don't see where the... But anyways, uh, so look it up. Go to there, look it up. Um, if yeah, I, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a recommendation here to builders. If you guys want to know things that are going on like that, and you want to know in a timely manner, don't listen to us. Listen to Cardboard Edison. Yeah, yeah, they're smart because <laughs> they're smart and they're on the ball. They are on top of things like that. So um, pay attention to them. Chris and Suzanne are on it. Yes, they are smart people. Voicemail! Yay! Hey, Gina, what's going on? Here I am driving around, but it's different. Currently driving around at night. Normally drive around during the day. Craziness. Anyways, doesn't matter. You're not going to play this because, well, I don't know. But, uh, did I call? Call for a reason. Well, I was driving and I was listening to the latest episode with, um, Miss Slingerland, and uh, then I listened to the, the autoplay the next episode with the kids, and I gotta tell you, the next time I'm having a crappy day, that's what I'm gonna listen to, because uh, uh, that is the best. That was, uh, <laughs> no, it's just, just the best. And uh, man, I feel like I had another point to talk about, I just don't remember. Anyways, alright, good talking to you guys later. Oh, I'm so glad you're still out there, Lynn. I was worried. I was worried too, Len. Uh, I was worried too. Thank you for driving around. Thank you for driving thank around. Thank you for all the driving around you do. But the question is, do you think we'll ever hear from Len again? Oh, I hope so. I don't know. Hey, Jason, I have to confess, I have not listened to the episode that your kids are recorded yet. That's okay. Well, it's five minutes long, so it's okay. pretty easy. Yeah. I, need, I, need to, I need to get yeah. on that. But it's pretty funny. They're like, family game night is great. We win trophies at family game night. Yeah, and then you know, like it took a lot of coaxing to get them to talk. Like, like I'm off to the side. Like, 
Tell them what your favorite game is. Don't don't explain it to yeah. me. I need to listen to it. So yeah, I need anyways, to listen to it. Yeah. Builders, if you haven't listened to it, listen to it. Yeah, so it's pretty good. So, and that was a follow up to the episode where my wife was on, and we talked about uh, casual gaming and uh, and uh, family game nights and such. So yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> What's next? You're expert. I remember. Blah, blah, blah. So episode three hundred coming up, right? Don't do a show. That would be something new. Terrible idea. But, uh, interesting. Not really. Uh, oh, another idea is just tell people to call in and, and, and leave messages and just play a string of messages of people's favorite shows. Might work. Probably just be a lot of silence and a lot like my first idea. Later, dudes. Sick burn, Len. <laughs> Ouch. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. That one hurt. That hurt a bit. That one hurt in my heart. That hurt a bit, Len. Right there. Um, well, where were you, man? Well, I should have listened to this a while ago when we just could have just skipped episode 300. Yeah. 300, surprise, Boy, no episode. That would have been a lot less hassle for us and Chris. If we had just not, <laughs> imagine that, if we had just not done an episode 300 yeah. and just not posted anything about it. Mm. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So... I will say that Matt Loomis uh, sent me a message on Twitter recommending an option for episode 300. It was too late when he sent it to me, but I'm not going to say what it was because I really liked it. Oh, so we're going to use it and again. I want to I want to do something with that in the future. Awesome. Yeah. That's so exciting. I'll right tell you about it when we're not recording. Great. Uh, and hey, it's looking like I'm probably not going to pitch a game tonight because we are short are we? on time, but we? we have a bunch to get through still. So All right. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, uh, email. You're going to like this. Okay. From my friend Ahmed. Oh, yes. So... Episode 50, Fractured Arms. That's how far behind he still is. <laughs> I love this guy. Oh, great. These guys are the best. Hello, Jason and Robert. Uh, it's your Saudi listener sending some love after a long hiatus. Uh, just sharing my take on Fractured Arms this time. From my perspective, I think a single session board game would make uh, would be a good way to do it rather than a role-playing campaign. Players would be sentient weapons, yes. Their objective in the game is to become legendary, and thus their souls can ascend and leave this plane of existence. Each weapon has stats, as Robert thought, um, like greed or growth. Uh, a weapon becomes legendary by meeting a small combination of non-duplicate drafted objectives, such as doubling their strongest stat, gaining two titles, uh, slaying a number of things, compete, com- completing a number of quests, etc. Other additional objectives would be on display at the first-come, first-served basis, uh, as in whomever completes one first gets to add it to their legend. Uh, each game would uh, round would be a period of the weapon's life, typically wielded by an NPC represented by a card. It would have a name, uh, repatriate, repatriate stats, uh, uh, starting location on the world map. These NPCs would be randomly assigned alignments in the period of time. Good, evil, neutral. I like that. Uh, the players could choose the NPC closest to their own stat, uh, to become the wielder for that period. But in subsequent rounds, the player needs to come up with a story connection to the next wielder of their choice or of what's available. Like, were you inherited, stolen, won in a bet, etc. The connection is weak or the or the weaker than the another player's story for the same NPC, that story needs to be another story needs to be suggested. If no good connecting connecting story could be come up within a couple minutes, a random NPC is drawn to the wielder, uh, and they come to possess uh, the weapon. Uh, there would be deck consisting of over uh, over-encompassing events uh, that affect the entire land for the period war play good days uh, which only serves as a plot helper another deck of which would be quests which is trolls bandits dueling competition an artisan blacksmith to impress 
Uh, they are played out to random locations in the world. Quests uh, have favorable or bad outcomes depending on which stat was used to resolve them. An impressed backsmith might improve the weapon, while a dead one can only be looted <laughs> and might even curse the weapon. Uh, two weapons might even uh, meet at the same blacksmith and compete for his approval. Um, completed guests could be uh, could have multiple options for rewards, such as gain the title of Bear Slayer uh, uh, or raise the stat of their choice. Quests and interactions could be resolved in any uh, RP standard way, like a dice roll. You get bigger and more dice, higher stats. Interactions are not uh, interactions. Interactions are not reserved for quests, but also weapon wielders to meet. Uh, and then whenever they're at odds due to uh, objectives or alignment. Uh, a turn should not take more than five minutes per player involved, during which players aim to resolve their wielders' stories uh, without one, partic- one player taking up any spotlight, uh, all the spotlight and air. Typically, you'd answer the following questions when you took your turn. Where did you go? Why? Who was there as well? What happened? And after every player goes through the same, uh, it's it, is there time for more story? The weapons should have gained some stats, modifications, titles, etc., depending on what they did. Uh, the game should continue for about an hour to an hour and 30 minutes, enough to go through the hands of four wielders. And the conclusion is to see which weapons have become legendary and which are the most legendary by all the completed objectives. Thank you for reading. Uh, I'm sorry for going into too many details. Uh, I really tried to did, did try to cut it short. And yes, I love you. Please never stop. Ahmed. See, so, here, here's the thing. That is a freaking great idea. That is a really good idea. It's yeah. a really good idea. Uh, and like, I feel like I, we need to email him back and say, hey, man, don't wait until you get to episode 301. Um you need to work on that. Right. Like, I just forwarded it to you. Yeah. You don't, don't, don't wait for me to do that. That is your idea. And, and you need to work on that, dude. Um, uh, holy crap. Yeah. I love, I would yeah. play the crap out of yeah, that I game. would too. That's really, sounds really great. That's a great idea. Yeah. That has become your game, dude. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 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 I love that. Um, yeah, I'm not, t- I'm not taking that away from you. You need to make that game. Yes, yes. Please make that game. Yeah. So I forwarded you his email so that you can send him a message. I will, yeah. Wow. Uh, This is from Maximilian Rogers. Uh, He says, email titled, you guys are awesome. I like the way he titles an email. Yeah, but he's wrong. Hi, Jason. Hi, Rob. He also mentioned me first. Uh, I wanted to... I wanted to let you know I'm really enjoying your podcast. I've only started listening about a month ago and thought it is good a good idea to start at the beginning. Sn- uh, snowball fight. Uh, <laughs> wow. But I got curious, and so I'm currently listening to both old and new episodes. Oh, that's got to be a culture shock. Wow. The newest uh, and the newest ones, uh, but I'm still missing quite a lot of story in the middle. Since I am currently also working on my first game design project... I thought I'd ask you guys a few questions currently occupying my brain. Jason, you have two kids and a daytime job and a weekly podcast and also working on your game design ideas. What's the secret sauce? How much time do you allocate to each? How do you decide? How much time in a week do you think you need to develop a game at a good pace? Wild, uh, wild ass guesses uh, based on your experience are highly welcome. Uh, so for me, and then he's got questions for you, but for me. Okay. Um, you know, I don't, I stay up late. Uh, I do a lot of work when everybody's in bed. Um, I, you know, I use, uh, lunches at work. A lot of times I'll stay in on a lunch and type up a bunch of notes. Uh, that's, I do that a lot, like three plus times a week. Yeah. Um, about six ounces of cocaine a day. Yeah. That helps too. You know, it gets the heart going. Um, 
So that's that's what I do. Um, and in addition to the things you listed, I do about 20 other things that I'm pretty heavily involved in. I'm actually <laughs> going through a process where I'm trying to strip away quite a few extracurricular things I'm working on mm. so that I can be more focused on game design. Uh, so the kids are going to go, um, you know, <laughs> shut them up. Hey, just start enough room for them. Yeah, sorry, guys. We're going to have to right? those bedrooms, right? Yeah. You need those bedrooms. What happened to Rob? What happened oh. to Frankenstein's Legacy? Hey. I saw this game with the same name in a German pop-up at a tabletop convention in Germany and was surprised it wasn't yours. Uh, are there any current plans for that? Wow, that's funny. Yeah, we talked about that last week with uh, with Chris. Yeah. Um, nothing's happening with that. Um, I, yeah, I just I, I didn't like where it was going. I didn't like what it was, and I just wasn't feeling it. Uh, wasn't feeling um, like, like I felt like I had learned what I needed to learn from that project, and uh, and I and I kind of moved on, and I haven't f- had the interest to go back to it. Deck building is not as exciting and new and surprising to me as it as it was when I started working on that. Right. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Just, just kind of lost, lost the the uh, the motivation for it. Really. Understandable. I, I'm. I other other things have me more interested creatively. Right. Right. Now. And that happens so, a lot with games. Yeah. So. Certainly with me, anyway. Um, both you guys. Yeah. This is a super easy question to answer. Would it be possible to have a recap episode for new listeners where you outline what happened since you started the podcast, especially with game design ideas? Hey. I suggest you listen to episode 300. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's a great idea. (laughs) Um, Actually, if you want to hear a really good episode for a lot of of our game design ideas, episode 100 is actually fantastic for that, where we talk about every idea we've had that we've not worked on, which is all of them. And our our year-end recaps also kind of are... We're pretty okay about looking back over what we did over the last year. Um, Yeah. Right. Okay. That got a little longer than I thought. Uh, still, I'd be interested in any or all of your answers. Uh, by the way, I'm from a, I'm from Germany, Bavaria. I live in a small town near the uh, border of Austria. Nice. So please excuse any English mistakes. You did great. Uh, PPS. Uh, I like your rambling style of podcast, which is just the right amount of rambling. Kudos also to Rob. Seems to have a talent for moderating a podcast. Eh, we can disagree on that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would disagree too. Oh, and kudos to Jason for always making me think of new ways uh, by pitching games in a unique way. Yeah. You, that's what I thought. Um, uh, if my game is far enough along, uh, if my game is far enough along, so I feel confident about sending out a prototype, would you guys be interested? It's a Euro game. Uh, I would say heavier than Zetalizic Catan, but not too much. Uh, I can also send you picks. I'd love to see picks. You're welcome to send us the rules. Yeah. Um, but uh, Euro games are not something we play very often, so we are probably mm. not your best feedback for that. Yeah, that's honest. And and we should say kind of the same thing we we, we say to most people that, um, I mean, you're welcome to send it, but I, I can't guarantee we're going to be able to get it to the table. I can't guarantee that we're going to be able to get you a, a lot of feedback or thoughts on it. Um, I, I mean, to be candid, we get a lot of people asking us to do that, and we just you know, we've got a lot of going on, uh, and we don't always have time to get to that stuff. Um, we certainly try and make time for that when we go to conventions, uh, and spend time with, with friends and with, uh, builders. And if we can, if we can play test some prototypes with them, we, we love to do that. Um, outside of the convention environment though, it's tough. Right. Just, right. just to be, just to be right. honest and realistic about right. what we can do. And also I, don't, don't send us prototype, man. It's all the way from Germany. That's going to yeah, cost you a lot of money. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do yeah, that. Yeah. If you send the rules, uh, We'd if love, we can, yeah. we'll gladly listen. So also you could always join our discord group. 
yeah. and ask there if anybody's willing to read it. And I bet another builder might be willing to as well. Absolutely. And then you could probably find someone that is better at euros uh, for judging those and giving you some ideas. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. All right. <clears throat> What's next? Andrew Griffin. Oh, whoa. Hey. Episode 298. Gosh, Andrew, I haven't heard from you in a long time. Building how, how out. Pressure luck games. Does operation count? Do you even have it or call it that in the USA? Cheers, Andrew Griffin. P.S. This episode came out today. By the time this email by the time this email is aired, nobody will have a clue what I'm about, what I'm on about. <laughs> LOL. I only remember because I listened to that episode two days ago when I edited it. Um does operation count as pressure? I don't think so. No. That's no, dexterity. It's dexterity. Straight up dexterity. Yeah. Yeah, I play that with my niece. I have I have uh, Hulk operation. Play with my niece sometimes, and man, that's a game that's not fun when you're an adult because it's just so easy. So I have to like deliberately fail. Right. Because you know, <clears throat> right. Yeah, because it's for kids. Right. It's that's <clears throat> it's definitely a kids game, and it's not one of those kids games that's fun as an adult, even ironically. <laughs> right you know <laughs> all right okay that's all the voice that's all the things uh, i'm going to take you on a voicemail journey now rob oh i have listened to this voicemail journey and you have not i've not um but i'm gonna i'm gonna play it for the builders okay. it's a journey of several know. voicemails we're robbie uh we will not comment until the end so when you edit this you'll just put them all back to back and then we'll comment um all right yeah you rob looks really nervous this is great BTG, the new expert. Not really sure why I'm calling today. It's been months, and I haven't heard anything. I don't necessarily need you to play my voicemails, but maybe answer some of my questions. I don't know. What's the point of life? You said if I left a message, you play it. <laughs> and then you said if anyone left a message, you play it. But you didn't play it. It's Linear Wexford later. You suck. I mean, I call you guys all the time. I leave messages. I, I try and follow rules. And I don't really hear anything. I'm very angry. Hi, BDG. Linear Wexford here. Uh, sorry, my previous uh, voice messages. I know I, I just wasn't myself. Uh, I, I hope you don't mind. Uh, is it me? Did I do something? Uh, I, I mean, it was just you know, I don't know. I was just in one of those moods, and you, you know, you know. Okay, okay, guys, bye. <laughs> I don't know oh, what God. just happened there. The first time I listened to it because I saw <laughs> four voicemails right in a row and was like, uh, is everything okay, Len? And then, uh, yeah. And then I, so I got that. So, um, <laughs> oh, I, did we, did we break him? Do we, do we hurt him? Is he going to be okay? Oh, I feel like, I feel like we failed. I feel like we failed, Len. I feel like we failed. So. Oh, Len, are you okay? Oh, yes. <laughs> are you okay, buddy? Yes, Len, you're okay. Because at this point in the episode, you realize that we did play your voicemails. We're just lazy. Yeah. So, yeah. Jason's uh, lazy. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. So, on that note, buddy, <laughs> hope you like this. 
And um, <sighs> oh, we will try not to get so backlogged on emails. Part of the reason we got so backlogged on emails and voicemails because the inbox was cluttered with not Trump. And I'm if I'm meticulous mm-hmm. about cleaning out this stuff. Uh, and if I don't do that, then I get confused of what have we talked about, what we haven't, and uh, so yeah. yeah. So and now we're caught up again. Ray Miller, winner of the Not Trump contest. Uh, I hope you have your games by now. I hope Jason sent those out. Oh uh, yeah, I sent okay. those out to him. <laughs> this you and how fear how much of a schlub I am, right? Yeah, you're. Quite it took a me a while to get those sent out, like a while, while. I sent it. I finally sent an email to uh, Isaac, our buddy Isaac Shallow, yeah. and I say Isaac. Hey, buddy, here's here's the four places I need you to send these to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you get time, I'd appreciate it. Um, yeah, hey, you know, cheers. Uh, he replies back like an, 30 minutes later and says, yeah. uh, I've packaged up the games, printed out the things. They'll be picked up tomorrow. And I was like, mm. you bastard. <laughs> like, what? Like so, a boss. Yeah. Like a boss. It's not fair. I mean, he's basically like, I'm sure because of his job, he's got pickup at his house all the time. But anyways, yes. You want to know who does it like a boss, right? Isaac. That's who. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. He uh, he is a people pleaser. So Puts us to shame. Uh, it's possible. I Mainly did send you. a priority mail, but it is possible that, that Ray got it before. But I did uh, I did to make it a little nicer for Ray. I said, yeah. have you ever tried Water Balloon Washout? Do you have it? And he said, I haven't. He's like, I really want to try it. And I said, well, I'm going to send it to you too. So, hey. so I also sent him that because it was slightly delayed. Um, yeah. So anyway, so he yeah. got a, still a very nice prize pack. He sure did. Uh, it was Outpost Siberia that he got from uh, John Gilmore. Oh, excellent. So, yeah. Excellent. So, very cool. Very cool. Um, so yeah, I mean the big the big prize though, right, is Sakatsu, right? I mean that's that's the oh yeah the gold medal there. Oh yeah, he got you know he got so what he ended up with was Sakatsu, Outpost Siberia, Saloon Tycoon, Unreal Estate, Water Balloon Washout, and uh, Outlawed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so great pack of games, but Sakatsu really that's that's the that's what makes yep. you excited. And that's our uh, our runners up got copies of uh, Aquasphere. Uh, Aquasphere, no Chronosphere. Chronosphere, excuse Chronosphere. me. Yeah, very Aquasphere different. Sphere is a very different game. Very different. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> cool. So um, yeah. All right. I think that's all we have for tonight. Ah, oh, boy. I uh, I feel like we've been on quite the journey today. It's been a journey. I'm just so tired. Oh, my gosh, this. I'm so if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at so buildingthegamepodcast at gmail.com. You can contact us on the Twitters. Uh, Rob is at poorly underscore design. Hashtag I'm so tired. Uh, I am so at J.A. Slingerland. Uh, you could man. call us at 770-TELEBTG. Yes, even you, Len. You can call us. We'd be happy to hear your voice. You're a pretty, pretty Len, voice. you sound pretty tired, um, too. We would like other people to call us, let's, too, though. Let's talk about how tired Len kind of puts you to shame, guys. I'd Len. love to hear more voicemails Builders, from more how people. How tired are you, guys? We'd love it. Are you tired? I'm tired. Uh, and uh, also, tired. also uh, like us on the Facebooks and the Twitters and the Five Stars reviews and the life, iTunes. Life and has the, made me tired. And good night. Life has just made me so tired tired i'm just i'm just exhausted i'm just i don't even know what to do anymore it's just i, I just i'm lost i'm tired and i i just can't i just can't Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All of the ideas presented by Rob and Jason are property of the Building the Game podcast. Next time on Building the Game. You hear that, Builders? Poop is always funny. Always funny. There's never a time that poop is not funny. Okay? It's, it's the universal joke.
Exactly. That was funny. Builders, if you didn't laugh at that, you're not fun. You're 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 not a human being. Cause cause farts are are basically poop. They're gassy. They're as gas my, poop. As my daughter will tell you, toots make poops. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's funny. That's really Super funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs>